Welcome to 7 Days to Play, your definitely weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. <laughs> and I'm Sam. For the past seven days, I have selected a game called Islands, which I'm calling Islands. Okay. It's, it's spelled one with, it, with a one, so it's one S-L-A-N-D. L-A-N-D. Oh, it's not so even it's, island. It's not even islands. It's just island. Island. One's land. Island. I'm going to call it yep. One's Land. Walking in a winter One's Land. <laughs> and it's a... It's a game that is developed by two architects, two brother architects. Wow. Wow. What are the chances of that? Brothers. Two brother architects. And they're both architects. And they both decide to be game developers. And they both decided to be game developers. Wow. uh, This is like a plot from a 90s film, from a 90s sitcom. Valladolid, Spain. Like Fraser and Niles. The brothers from (laughs) Valladolid, Spain. Yeah, it's like a movie. (laughs) You know, they're probably spies as well, on top of it. <laughs> Being architects and making mobile games is a very complicated mm. and arduous front. <laughs> but I bet their game studio is immaculately designed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, because the game looks immaculately designed. So let me read you the description. Oh, please. I've missed this. Sam reading me the Apple App Store descriptions. this should just be the podcast i should just we should just stop after i read the description (laughs) island is an online multiplayer game where you compete globally to be the first to find an island Mm. paddle to become the greatest sailor of all welcome to paddle royale a new online competition genre where it is up to you to complete to compete Throughout the season, be aware that the global ranking gets updated daily and you need to find the island almost every round so you don't fall behind. Oh, that sounds like uh, quite the commitment slash burden Mm -hmm. to be the king of the islands. Right. Uh, So let me just skip to the last paragraph here. We carefully crafted islands so you can dive into this exciting experience every time you play along a along a colorful design and a minimal soundtrack. A season pass system as the only in-game purchase makes the whole game a more fair experience. Oh, interesting. Interesting angle. They've gone on fair play. Okay, yep. yeah. Hmm. So, uh, it's, it's an interesting take on the whole Battle Royale thing where you're playing you know, live multiplayer with, uh, with a higher number of people from around the world yeah. um, to compete on like this, this one thing, right? Yeah. To be the first at something or to be the last at something. I mean, the pun alone, I think, is worth it. It's worth the entire worth of... The worth, it's worth the entire cost and effort of making the game. <laughs> <laughs> one land. No one paddle land. royale. <laughs> oh right <laughs> yeah one's land That's i don't it. understand paddle royale i think is very very good <laughs> how would you describe the uh the gameplay of this edwin how would you okay so the gameplay is you are it's a top-down not shooter but essentially right. a top-down uh arcade kind of game you control the boat uh you control directions and speed uh in a 360 degree Wonderworld, uh, where you kind of swan about and find stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, it's a top-down thing. So it's like you know, you're just like this in in an ocean, 
and you're on a boat. Uh, it's a very nicely designed ocean and boat, I have to say. It is. You can select, like, you know, I think the first selection process is, like, you can select what kind of character you are, whether it's, like, a young young man, a young woman, or a, a, a sea-seasoned older man. A salty sea dog. A salty sea dog, exactly. Um, and whatever you pick sort of is represented in your little boat from a top-down angle, uh, which I thought was, like, a nice touch of personalization. And then you're kind of off. Like, you're given, like, this initial tutorial of uh, this flare system, which you essentially use to find the island. It tells you, hey, there's an island somewhere in this map. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never really first- get a sense of scale of how big the map is. Right. You kind of have to play it in order to see how long it takes you, right? So uh, the first flare it teaches you about is the distance flare. So it's like the red flare. When you shoot that up, you it tells you how far you are away from the island that everyone has to find. So it could say something like one mile or like five miles or something like that. And so it tells you, okay, I know this is like one mile away. Uh, and then the second flare that it tells you about, I think it's like the blue flare. The blue flare. Blue flare. <laughs> <laughs> it then tells you the general direction and like a little cone that appears in front of your boat. So They call it the pizza flare, which is very cute. <laughs> right. And delicious. And you have to then point your boat towards that cone uh, for the duration of that flare. And it's usually like, I think it's like 10 seconds or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so you start going over there, and then technically, if you align it right, uh, you should be able to get to the island. But sometimes the cone isn't like a specific cone. It's not like a, a laser-pointed cone. <laughs> it's so, a specific cone. Right. I order that at the uh, ice so you, spot shop all the time. Because <laughs> I get the <laughs> pistachio and coffee on a non-specific cone. <laughs> nice. Uh, I love pistachio ice cream. I know, it's the best, right? Uh, I also like mint ice cream, which I think is kind of polarizing. Pure mint or mint choc chip? Mint choc chip, of okay. course. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was realizing you don't probably see just pure mint as a flavor. Right. Well, maybe you should. Yeah. I had a pineapple and peppercorn the other day. It was pretty good. Pineapple and peppercorn. Pink so like peppercorn. a spicy yeah. sweet. Ah, intriguing. I am now intrigued. <laughs> anyway. Um, yes. Back to Island. Back to the list so, of Island. So then you continually have to use these system of flares to find your way to the island. And the more quickly you do it, the more chance that you have to be the first on the island. When you are the first to be on that island, you win the paddle royale and you get to customize the island in some way. So other people that then come towards the island, they can see your customization and they can say, hey, welcome to Jurassic Park or whatever your island is. Oh, I see. So it's a little bit like... uh like Animal Crossing in that way, whereby, oh, you can design your own kind of world and then people can come visit and marvel at your it's very artistic minimal. creative yeah. choices. So you can add like little trees or like, I think it's like a, a, a lighthouse or something like that. I don't really know because I've never, I haven't won it yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my next question. Uh, I too have never found the island. Because it just takes so damn so, long. Anyway. It takes long it takes long, and then it also, while you're going there, there are some other side quests that you can do, which kind of confused me, because I thought the whole point of this game was for me to get to the island. But then, mm-hmm. as I'm going, uh, you get these little moments of like, oh, hey, check this out. You can collect these lights for extra XP. 
Right. And XP allows you to improve your boat. I think just the aesthetics of your boat. It can also give you some points for like other things. I'm not sure. But yeah, so it, like it puts you into this mini game of like collecting lights. And when you do, um, it gives you XP. But then you can also collect like these other things like oysters and you can go fishing for fish. <laughs> and there's like a pretty extensive achievement list of like, hey, if you collect, you know, if you get five fish, you'll you'll get this amount of XP. So I felt like that was kind of odd because is the time fishing then not taken into account of me finding the island? And that wasn't really explained. Or, if it, or is it something just like, okay, for this round, I know I'm not going to win. So let me just try and get some XP. Big, big picture. I'll take a step back. This was my general feeling of the game was that they were trying to have like a time-based battle royale style, go find the island to be the first to do this thing sort of competitive side but they also had this sort of more contemplative oh just do some fishing and hang out and they tried to have it both ways so i mm. think like oh while there's while the island isn't found and we should say there are rounds i think they start every couple of hours there'll be like a new round like every six hours or something like that yeah oh boy if you t- turn on turn on those notifications you will know about it <laughs> <laughs> i know uh, but you would see like you get a notification oh the round started and then four or five minutes later boom someone's found it which right. does trigger another notification. So, you know, people are pretty speedy. And then I think between that time of like, oh, well, someone's found the island and you got the new round, that's maybe when they want to say, oh, well, you can still play, kind mm. of do some fishing or do some uh, racing around the lighted uh, racetrack against this phantom right. ghost boat. Or just and I guess, around. yeah. But I never, that just felt a little, I don't know, they never quite got that balance right for me. Right, and I think my confusion was um, whether it was actually real time or whether it was just based on mm. your playtime, right? Is it more of a, a rally method where, you know, it's just getting from when I start to the time that I get to the island? Or is it more of a, an actual race between players where everyone starts at the same time and then goes, which I think is kind of odd, but more to the sense of battle royale where yeah. everyone is given like the same opportunities at the same time. Yeah. But I suppose the, I, cause I mean, I'm guessing here, but my understanding is, you know, it, all the boats, all the players are in this very large world kind of yep. at random, like wherever they've been driving to. And then at the beginning of each new round, the Island spawns in a random place and it's sort of just up this luck, whether you're close or far, mm. I guess, yeah. rather than like, Oh, you're everyone your being like equidistant. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought, yeah. So that was like another question. So I ended up getting, uh, having like a lot of questions on like the rules around it. <laughs> Much but like at being the same on the time, high like, seas. So many questions, not many answers. Right. <laughs> but at the same time, I think like it was also a very relaxing game. <sighs> was it? Were you not stressed to find the island? Because I think that's I was the, not stressed. Uh, you not okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think after I got the sense of like, oh, okay, like there are a lot of things for me to do here, mm-hmm. and if I just happen to be the first, and I happen to be on, or the way that I I understood is like, if I happen to be on, right at the time that the game started, maybe I'll have a chance, and maybe that's the moment I really try and be fast about it. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I'm just gonna play at my time. I'm just gonna open this up and enjoy 
the the different sceneries that this ocean might provide me, right? Right, it is beautiful to look at. But I, I still think there is that tension or that conflict between quick, find the island, and do, yep. oh, you're just noodling around enjoying the ocean. <laughs> right. Which was never clear. I feel like they yeah. should have just lent into one or the other rather than maybe trying to do both. Yeah, I agree. Um, at least for my brain. Like I would be... Because it felt like without without the purpose of finding the island, I didn't really have fun just boating around. Like the boating around part wasn't that fun. I think like as you yeah. upgrade your boat, you pay for the season pass, you get oysters, which are the currency, I think. Uh, and then you can upgrade your boat to be like auto um, set and auto auto well auto drive auto drive what am i saying autopilot oh interesting yeah because right now the, your little little crappy essentially bathtub paddle boat <laughs> is a bathtub mm-hmm. uh you have to sort of put your finger on and drag it and keep holding it there to direct you but as you level up you get yeah sort of autopilot so you can set and forget and faster bigger boats so as you drive around that... you will see you will see people in different different boats and you're like ooh, oh it's season sea turtle and he's got this giant <laughs> yacht. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't yeah. think that it would be like that because then that totally kind of defeats the purpose of the Battle Royale where you start off at the same level as everyone else, right? Yeah, if you... Well, yeah, Sam, if you've got the game going right now, you can tap on the little dot in the top left corner uh, and they'll bring up the... Well, I guess about the in in-game menu and then there's the boat icon on the bottom and you can see what great boats you can get ah i see 50 oysters i can get the auto direction feature attached to my bathtub but that costs 50 yeah 50 oysters and currently i only have 13 oysters oh dear oh dear edwin you really should be collecting more oysters (laughs) i thought there's a list of boats you could get yeah, I thought I saw that as well. Oh, if you press the boat with the plus icon on it, that'll show you. Oh, I see. Rowboat, the rubber boat, the mat boat, sailboat, steamboat. <gasps> God, I want the steamboat. Mm. Oh, I've spent 10 oysters on the steamboat. Anyway, well, it's not clear if the speed is faster or not, or whether it's just like the ability to fish faster or maybe more power to avoid the pesky whirlpools. Oh, Sam, you should talk about the whirlpools. They were the bane of my existence. The bane I've of only, my Batman, because they are a real I've, pain that I just crash into them all the time. <laughs> I've only encountered one, and oh. thankfully I was able to avoid it. Wow. I encountered about 100, and I'm never able to avoid them. <laughs> what's confusing I, is that you when you go in the hole you then respawn somewhere and it's not quite clear if you are searching for the island if you keep going in this are you oriented in the same direction mm. like i think that's something else is that you never you're not quite sure where north is like in theory mm-hmm. i guess it's always up but that's not ever really explained well right you that's know. true yeah what kind of map system are we working with here? <laughs> are we taking into account the curvature? So, because true, technically, if you just keep going in one direction, if the if, yeah. <laughs> right, if the map is slightly curved, I mean, maybe they're flatter. Move the distance. <laughs> I think what really spoke to me about this game is just the design of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, because the like, just the little details are delightful. The trail 
uh, of sea foam you leave in your wake mm-hmm. is wonderful. The colors sort of transition from day to night. Sometimes you're in like this pink ocean. <laughs> Sometimes you're in this delightful purple ocean. Sometimes, yeah, it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Like the colors are gorgeous. And then like even like the little details. I was in this one map where there was uh, little ice chunks mm. on the ocean. Yes. And you can like kind of crunch through them and the sound is very satisfying and like the haptics were really nice. Um, so there's lots of attention to the details, but yeah, it's, yeah, there's something about this game that I liked and I felt like could definitely use improvements. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I, I struggled with was the depth perception or like, because mm. you're, you're obviously a top down view, they have clouds at the same time yeah. there's icebergs and uh, in They're theory an color. island if you ever crash into it and it's very difficult to tell hang on a second is this thing on the screen a cloud or an iceberg or an island is this something I can right. crash into or fly through and um, most of the time it's a cloud but it's never very clear yeah and unless you find the island I feel very uneasy about leaving that was the other thing where you know, I know that I'm not going to make it to the island uh, because I'm just, you know, faffing about. <laughs> but uh, like, I don't. I, I wasn't sure if I just left that. You know, all this oysters and fish that I've collected would still remain, or what happens to that? Because usually, <laughs> yeah, they all get calculated after you reach the island, right? So that was like the other thing that I was kind of uncertain about. I think it's just running total as you go. You just collect more. Really, wasn't there like a summary summary screen like whenever you reach the island? Have you reached an island? Edmund? I have never seen an island. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. First or not, no. And, you know, I've sunk some time into this game. Do you hmm. think, the, presumably, the previous islands do vanish? Yeah. Right, like, yes, that they makes do. sense. Yeah. But that's odd that, you know... Um, I've seen plenty of Usually, pools. like, how... Usually, <laughs> so many whirlpools. <laughs> mm. Oh, there is someone here. Uh, he's on like a schooner boat. Ooh, look but, at that! There so you go. See, one day, Sam. If you work hard, live the American dream, you can. You too can afford a schooner. But he, it, it says that he's dead. <laughs> what? I don't know. That's there's upsetting. like a skull and there's a skull and crossbones on it. What's well, very upsetting? Perhaps you can steal <laughs> this boat. It's Mary Celeste. Hmm. I cannot. I can't board his boat right now. <laughs> I can simply just boat through it because it's like a ghost of his boat now. It's odd. A little upsetting. Phantom. Phantom pirate. Let's get to the three by threes. Three Let's get to the three by threes. on the high seas and three things on the low. Low seas. Will it be a high <laughs> tide or a low? Nope. So yeah. Yeah, you can do that. High tide, low tide. That totally makes sense. <laughs> uh, I'll go first. Because I know what you'll what you'll say, and I'm going to steal it. Mm. It looks delightful. It is such a treat to the eyes. Like not just in, I think like they've done such a good job with the colors because it's not just a big blue ocean. It transitions right now. My ocean is this lovely pink, and it's now moving into a dark, a dark maroon for night. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's all like these fantasy colors, but it looks lovely. Has certainly has a kind of two dots style. Um, color palette uh, and look to it yeah uh it just yes it is very nice to view and there's another freaking whirlpool my god 
Too many whirlpools. Oh, I just got sucked into a whirlpool. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to my life, Sam. That is annoying. Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think there's lots about this, like ex- especially like the font and uh, the type of illustrations that they use that reminded me a lot of the good parts of Two Dot. You mean all of it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I like because of like the the well designed stuff and the way things are framed. Like I kind of imagine that there's kind of like a. You, you can tell that there's lots of attention into this, right? Like the same way that I assume that Two Dots has like a underlying story or something like a narrative mm-hmm. behind it, even though they're not very explicit about it. I've made you watch the YouTube video of the backstory of Two Dots, right? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> they're left behind by their parents. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this feels like the same way. Like I feel like because there's still love in it, I'm sure there's a backstory in, in the, the, the studio, studio Nada people, right? These, the immaculate these two brother, brother architects. Yeah. yeah. Second point, Edwin. I mean, we should revisit this on the bad points, but I think it is an interesting idea of how can you have a battle royale style game, but without, but making it fun. I mean, I'm kind of reminded mm. of Fall Guys, where you're just like, okay, let's take the idea of lots, like a multiplayer game, and they're all, like well, there's like one winner at the end, but sort of get rid of the stressful, anger, depressing parts if you don't win. <laughs> so I think that's a quite interesting right. idea to take the idea of okay, you have to find this island, and then also having this sort of more contemplative, relaxing, sort of lazy, meditative fishing and oyster catching and messing about on boats, sightseeing really, a little bit yeah. of sightseeing, yes. Which I like. It yeah. takes the idea, yeah, sort of expanding the idea of what a battle royale is. And I think I think you kind of hit it right there. Um, for those that don't know, Fall Guys is a game that has been sort of popular between the time that we had our last episode and now, which, as we all know, is seven days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that kind of took off. It's uh, it's an interesting take on battle royale where you do obstacle courses, kind of like the game show Wipeout or. Uh, mm. extreme something challenge. Takeshi, uh, was, it was Takeshi's Castle in the UK. Yeah, Takeshi's Castle in, in Japan as well. I think it was called something stupid in the US because... Yeah, it was called it was. MXC, of course. Um, but yeah, so it, it kind of takes that approach where like you're one of uh, 60 doing these obstacle courses and you're trying to be the first one at the end to, to make, it, make it through all of it, right? Mm. And so this definitely has that vibe without being that kind of exciting. And I like this take on being a relaxing battle royale, which (laughs) I don't think there's ever been one. (laughs) Right? Agreed. Yep. Yeah. um, And then my last point, and I think this kind of goes on to presentation. um, You know, it's not only like the colors and the visuals that keep you interested. I think they did a lot of stuff, a lot of, you know, love and attention to to make sure that even if you're not going about your goal, like you can still enjoy some parts of it. Um, And I think that's the kind of part that I, I like about good Battle Royale games is not necessarily winning the Battle Royale. It's... The journey and the friends we make along the way. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, in the sense of PUBG, it's like you have a lot of kind of moments where you're looting and going around. There's absolutely no one around that you kind of talk about silly stuff, right? Like, you you sing stupid songs and 
you have your inside jokes that you always have like as you play the game mm-hmm. but and the more intense battle royales kind of don't allow you to do that because it's so intense and like you got to be on the move and action oriented all the time apex legends and right apex legends and uh this is you know even though it's solitary it kind of gives you that moment of you know enjoying the journey rather than the goal that's true yep on to the low tide right the low <laughs> tide doesn't really work <laughs> the red tide ooh the rising tide <laughs> roll tide is that alabama i don't know what i'm saying um Yes. So while it's all very interesting, and I appreciate the attempt to kind of amalgamate the battle royale with a relaxing story or a relaxing play play style, it didn't really grab me as a thing that I want to keep doing necessarily. Like mm-hmm. I suppose, I suppose I wasn't. It felt too difficult to find the island first. Right. Right. Like it felt like that was just something I couldn't ever really do. Because um, on the times I would, if I get a notification, I go, okay, sure, I'll give it a go. Oh, the island's six miles away. I'm like, well, how long do I have to keep my finger on the screen for? Is that going to take me? That just seems an impossible task to find the island first with, if I'm six miles away, in you know whatever that actually even means in terms of uh, time in the game. Um, and then I didn't really find fishing or the little mini games that fun either i mean like the racing game did you play a racing game against a a ghost ship i didn't play the racing game the only ones that i played were the collecting ones where it initiates like a a sort of yellow area and then you got to collect the glowing dots or i thought it was the glowing dots but then you'd go around collecting them and it's like you had to actually collect another thing and i don't think i've ever succeeded in any of them <laughs> right um but i like the i like the attempt at it i think there's like a good shift but yeah uh it it is there's something about the controls that i feel while yes it is kind of relaxing right it's not it doesn't feel like second nature where i have i feel like i have complete control over it mm-hmm especially when the goals are like to be pretty fine tuned with it uh, and collecting things. Like there were moments where I had to collect a dot and no matter how hard I turned, I just circle around the dot rather than collecting it. And that drove me crazy. So you had to like go the other way and kind of loop the other way. I mean, that's the life of a sea captain, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. My, I guess, I guess my bad point is that, right. Like you said, the objectives are a little bit confusing. Like, you know, they're, they, they, they're, I feel like they're struggling with being really minimalistic and very low text and low tutorial and just like enjoying the scenery mm-hmm. uh, versus, you know, really telling people what to do so that they understand the rules. And that's a really hard balance to get, right? And I'm sure for some people like this approach has worked. And so for some people that approach has worked, but I feel like for this game, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel maybe they should have explained what the goal is and how to get that goal really clearly. So saying like, oh, this is time-based. Everyone starts on the same clock. You got to get there as soon as possible when this starts, right? Yeah. Which is kind of unusual because most Battle Royale games, 
it's the moment that you start is when everyone starts at the same time with you. It's not sort of an ongoing clock, right? Like a live show, like a live TV show where you have to tune in, mm. right? And so it's on your time. Uh, whereas this game, it's on the game's time. <laughs> so I feel like that wasn't clearly communicated. And I think if they do, they probably had a little bit more success for me. That is still an interesting idea of this sort of uh, event-based game play. You mm-hmm. know, think of uh, those classics from days gone by. HQ. Oh, I remember HQ. What fun times that was. Uh, what a simpler, <laughs> simpler world we lived in then. Um, right. Yeah, you know, this idea of event-based. That's interesting. But, yeah, it doesn't quite work for me. Sam, what is your final definitely seven day rating? <laughs> My definitely seven day rating is four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I played a good amount of it. Like, I think I really enjoyed the peacefulness of the game and the design certainly helped in me feeling like I can just go back into it. Yeah, that is Sam Catnip right there. Sam right. Nip, as we call uh, it. Sam Nip. Mm-hmm. I definitely took a lot of screenshots because everything was beautiful. Um, I almost want prints of some of these screens that I took. Ooh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall, I still feel like there's something here. I feel like there's something here, but it's not, it's not, it didn't click. Yeah, agreed. Uh, yeah, it's a, also a four day for me as well, for pretty much the same reasons. I mean, you speaking of click, I've been reminded of clickers gone past, like, could we incorporate more of like a clicker kind of gameplay mm-hmm. in there, which I think they were sort of getting to, like with upgrading the boats and stuff. Um, but yeah, a battle royale, but then a clicker for the in-between times, that could be interesting. Right. Like being able to upgrade your stuff, right? Passively. For a free game with like sort of like a optional in, uh, payment system, no ads. Uh, definitely worth checking it out. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. I agree. It is definitely a beautiful game that is trying to take on something interesting. So I, it's, it's worth your time. Yeah. Well, Sam, that was your selection. So that means it falls to me to pick our next game. And uh, Sam... You have seven days to play Crying Sons. Hmm. S-U-N-S, not what happens when you <laughs> take away your kids' Legos. <laughs> oh, mm. interesting. So it's... we should say up front, this is an eight ninety nine purchase from the Apple App Store. A space tactical roguelite. Uh, a roguelite. <laughs> a roguelite, indeed. I mean... <laughs> I mean, this looks like this has a Sam game written all over it. So I thought I would uh, steal your thunder, cry oh, yeah. your son, and uh, and pick it before you had a chance. <laughs> uh, this actually looks really good. I've I've kind of heard about it, but really didn't uh, take a look at it. It looks like it's made by the or it's published by the the humble bundle team, who are very much into very good indie games. Mm. Mm. Yes, a tactical rogu lite that puts you in the role of a space fleet commander as you explore a mysteriously fallen empire. Oh, I love the premise. I love the backstory. I'm into it. Crying Sons, eight ninety nine now on the Apple App Store. Uh, before we go, Edwin, do you have a thing of the week? Because we usually do. Oh, I do. Um, I have two YouTube channels to check out, uh, which have been providing me with relaxation and joy for the last definitely seven days 
Uh, the first one is actually a collection of uh, live, well, not a web, well, I guess it's a webcam, of live uh, video feeds from allaboutbirds.org. And my mm. favorite is uh, they have a live camera of some hummingbird feeders in West Texas. Oh, actual, actual birds and not like birds in England. Oi, always a fit bird. Fit birds. <laughs> nope, actual real birds. Uh, and in this case, real hummingbirds. Mm. Oh, they're so relaxing. I mean, I think just the sound alone. Right. It's kind of like that ASMR quality. Yeah. Also, like, I, I don't think I really, truly realized that hummingbirds were real. Oh, really? You know what I mean? Like, okay, yes, like, I know they're real, like, sure. <laughs> but I've never really seen one. I've never lived anywhere where, where, they, where they live. Um, oh, our neighbor has a hummingbird feeder that, <sighs> and there's a hummingbird that always comes to it. Like it's it's the same hummingbird. Yeah, and so they have them in New Jersey. It, oh my gosh! Yeah, they have hummingbirds in New Jersey. Our, our neighbor is kind of crazy. She they have like a, a butterfly garden which hosts multiple butterflies. Which they've give us a butterfly egg, and it's now in its like larva form eating the leaves that'll fully bloom into a monarch butterfly in like a couple of weeks. It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. There's so much wildlife happening in New Jersey. Um, but yes, they have hummingbird feeders there. Uh, you can watch them stick their little snoots into the hole to get up that. Snoots into the dudes. Yeah. yeah <laughs> to get the delicious, I guess it's just sugar water. Hummingbird juice. Yeah. Give yeah. me that. <laughs> the hummingbird LaCroix right there. Uh, <laughs> but it's so relaxing in these times where you can't really go outside super easily especially if you live in the middle of a stupid big stinky city uh that's true it is very relaxing uh second youtube channel for you if uh if you're too relaxed by hummingbirds um is a black tail studios it's a guy in portland who just makes woodwork out of his out of his garage um he kind of specializes in taking like live edge lumber and then doing pouring epoxy resin to sort of join the table tops together to make giant tables with like mostly made of these, you know, sawn down trees, but then epoxy together. Anyway, just watching that is just very relaxing and mm. makes me want to get a three car garage. One space for the Mustang, two for my woodworking shop. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have my hummingbird feeders out back. <laughs> totally. You can do all of this in New Jersey, Edwin. <laughs> Hmm, um, I was going to record, I was, I was going to recommend, uh, something very similar to a YouTube channel as well. Mm. Uh, but I'll do that next week because like, I think people should definitely check out the channels. That oh, you don't recommended. want to steal my thunder with your amazing. YouTube I don't want to steal it. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. So my, my other, rec- my other recommendation is actually about, uh, something relaxing as well. So mm. I know that you are a fan of white sound generators, mm. right? Yes, I am. Uh, and we've been using one. Uh, for the kids' room for a while. And, you know, I've always noticed that it, it is like a repeated sound. Is this uh, like a standalone? It's a standalone little machine, mm. a kind of cheapy one for, for babies, right? Um, and I've noticed that it's like a sample sound, and I pretty early on established like what the loop is, right? So I always like look out for well, it. That's infuriating. That's not it's relaxing at all. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Uh, and it only has one tone. You can't change the, you know, whether you want a brown noise or a pink noise. <laughs> or any shade in between. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actual yep, it is. profile sound, like the, the names of these noises. Uh, so, I recently found out this, this little device called a dome. A D-O-H-M. Dome. Dome. 
Is it a subscription and service that'll send you a new white noise app every month? No, it's an actual little device that uh, generates white noise from a fan that's inside of it. Mm. And you can change the sound profile with the shape of this thing. It's a very high quality machine and, and you know, it can tell like this is one of those like machines that's never going to break. Um, but yeah, check it out. It's called the Dome. It's like 30 bucks or something like that. Oh, nice. uh, but the sound that it makes, it's, it's very effective. And you know white noise generator is good when it's going on, it fills your ears, right? <laughs> but then yeah. you like, you know, rub your hands together and you can still hear it. You can still hear like the rubbing of your hands. Do you know what I mean? You see, yes, you want some noise disruption or like noise cancellation. But yeah. you still want to be able to rub your hands together and hear it. <laughs> no, like you still, it's not, it's because the thing that I'm concerned about with like wise no, white noise generator sometimes is that it's actually loud, but you don't realize it, right? So oh, it could be I kind see. of like damaging your ears. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, that's a fair point. Yes, you do get right. used to it for sure. Like sometimes I'm on call, like... 24 7 and like i don't actually know what happens with my phone like i guess my phone is on silent mode but because i'm playing white noise from my phone mm. overnight i'll get woken up because suddenly the white noise stops so it's kind of like right. the inverse inversion <laughs> of, a, of a telephone ringing it's the white noise stopping that alerts me that my phone requires attention <laughs> yes and your white noise generator is amazing and good oh. It, free it, on the Apple App Store generates. night links in the show notes <laughs> thank you yes I still use it every day but yeah you might want to you might want to check this one out as well it's, it's very cool oh I like it yes because the Dome. downside is of course as soon as I get up I need to take my phone with me to start listening to podcasts or whatever in the morning if there's someone who is still sleeping they do not get the benefit of the white noise <laughs> and vice versa alright Sam that is our show and I will be making my sons cry. Yes. <laughs> with the next recommendation, because we have seven days to play. Crying sons. Crying sons. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at seven days to play. And stream us on Spotify for free. Seven days to play. Seven days to play.